You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to both of my podcasts today, Life-Changing Wellness, as well as the LCW Music Edition. Why both? Well, today's guest is a doctor, and we will be using the music industry to get the message out as we talk about Music Beats Cancer with Dr. Mona Javari. Now, before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today, write and review the show for me, and I want to thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And today's episode is brought to you by PrimroseLeaf.com, providing you with a wide range of multi-use nutritional supplements for every part of your body and overall good health. Youth, beauty, longevity, primroseleaf.com. Well, my guest today is Dr. Mona Javari, the founder and executive director at Music Beats Cancer. And she launched Music Beats Cancer to address the valley of death, the growing mm-hmm. gap in funding that constrains the translation of cancer research discoveries into clinical applications. And as cancer affects millions around the globe each year, Efforts to cure this disease have largely focused on cancer research rather than cancer product development. And Dr. Javari believes that the key to bridging the gap of the Valley of Death is to raise public awareness about the Valley of Death and its impact on our progress on the war against cancer, and also to create a funding platform that empowers the public to directly and transparently support the development of cancer-fighting solutions. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our very esteemed guest today, Dr. Mona Javari. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Dr. Bond. Well, let me ask you right off, why did you launch Music Beats Cancer and what was the driving force behind it? Yes, and thank you for that question. Um, I want to say again, I am very grateful to be here and to be speaking to your listeners. Um, yeah, a little bit about my background um, and my journey, which eventually took me to uh, launching Music Beats Cancer. So I'm a cancer researcher by training. Um, I did a lot of my work at the National Cancer Institute in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm sure you heard of that institution. Um, and but actually my background is that I'm a molecular biologist. That means I work with DNA and RNA, and I've done a lot of sequencing and cloning and all that sort of genomic gymnastics, I I call it. So when I was in a lab with my lab mates, um, at one point we had discovered something that we thought could potentially help women who suffer from ovarian cancer. And essentially, we had discovered basically a piece of DNA that could be used as a treatment. And in order to actually take this discovery and move it to the clinic, we had to leave our positions as academic researchers and become entrepreneurs, or what we call ourselves biotech entrepreneurs. And to become a biotech entrepreneur, we then had to spin out a company and get the patent rights and raise money. And we suddenly realized that this discovery put us in a new world where we had to commercialize the science, essentially. And that in and of itself is a whole new, uh, I guess, endeavor. It's a new way of thinking. It's new expertise. And 
new sources of money. We couldn't use the same grants that we use as researchers. We had to go find other monies. And usually these monies would come from investors or from business grants and, 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 and so forth. But what I found over time is that there were few streams of, of funding for these early stage ideas. Um, and we did the whole thing. We had a lab, we raised money, we made business plans, and we literally turned our lives from being an academic scientist into hardcore entrepreneurs going out there and pitching um, only to find we got to a point where we just couldn't raise the money we needed. And this was problematic. And with that, eventually we had to shut the company down. And when we shut the company down, not only was it hard for us as scientist innovators, um, it's also hard on the industry, but it's also not great for the public because once you shut a company down because of lack of funding, there goes the great idea. It will never be realized. No one would ever benefit. And by the way, this idea was launched in an academic lab, which by and large is supported by us, the people, our tax, our tax dollars, basically. So the, the interesting thing is, you know, as scientists, um, we're inventing all the time, but the public is unaware of, of this journey. The public thinks we're looking for the cure. But that's not what's happening. We, we are. We're inventing. We're just not moving our innovations forward. And they're not they're not getting to a point where they can actually be tried and tested in the, in the clinic. And this is where the breakdown is. And so we call this sort of funding gap, the valley of death, as you were speaking about um, the valley of death. It's where great ideas go to die because they lack the funding to move forward. And we see the valley of death as really a public health crisis, which the public is unaware of. And so I launched Music Beats Cancer to address the Valley of Death and to help change this. And essentially the platform is exclusively for innovators like myself at the time, who are working on solutions for cancer and need the funding to move forward. But what's different about our, our platform is it's not an equity, it's not for investors, it's for donors. Um, so, well, so that's well, let me ask you this. Well, well, doctor, let me ask you this because the public's perception is completely different when it comes to to cancer research. And you know, there's a, there are, um, I guess, there's foundations. I would I would call them foundations that address cancer research. The money that is brought in goes to cancer research. Then there's the other side where there's a lot of foundations that are only basically raising money for cancer awareness. I don't know how much more awareness we actually need. We know cancer exists. So to me, that part of funding or that money is a waste. So with the public, when they donate to either cause, because a lot of people don't realize, the public doesn't realize that when they donate money to cancer awareness, it never sees the light of day inside cancer research and and i understand this gap but how can the public be educated in a much more productive way to know that when they are let's say donating that it's actually going to research and you brought up another big point too here here are yourself and your colleagues finding this this dna that this possibility 
that could mm -hmm. really bring uh, something great uh, in the areas of he health and healing in the areas of, of cancer, especially ovarian cancer, which we de desperately need. And you learned that there's this whole business side of things. Don't you find that that business side causes you and your colleagues to really lose the momentum that you had in the very beginning? And now you've become basically fundraisers and kind of left the diploma back at the office. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I think a lot of I think a lot of scientists turned entrepreneurs slash CEOs is what we call them um, do just that. They um, they lose yeah they what what they do every single day in terms of being in the lab is sort of goes by the wayside and then they have to now lead they have to fundraise um, and oftentimes when you are spinning out a company you are it's not just one person there's teams it's multidisciplinary teams right and oftentimes you as a scientist should not be the ceo you should be the chief the chief medical officer or scientific officer so, or something like that um the ceo should be someone who's who's seasoned enough to raise money uh, but also can can talk the talk enough um, and so, so that so you, you make a good point. But getting back to what you said about the public perception, mm -hmm. this is a really good. This is something I've thought about a lot. Um, it is we do really have a disconnect, and there's no ifs and buts about it. There, there's a big disconnect between what we do as scientists, what we do as innovators, and 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 our patients that are are suffering, or people who just care to see change, right? And what's happening is charity traditionally, any charity for that matter, has traditionally been entities that raise money from the wealthy, right? It's galas, it's you know, special events, it's auctions, it's whatever it might be. And traditionally in cancer, charities give to research. And research institutions are distinct from those who are innovating and commercializing. And in fact, I'll argue, and many of my colleagues would agree, there are many great ideas stuck on shelves throughout all our great institutions. Scientists are innovating. They're, 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 um, they're all these great ideas. There are all these patents, um, but they don't, they don't necessarily translate into anything. And I would even venture to say most of them don't translate into anything. And so this is a problem. This is the breakdown. And, and um, the public and where the money goes, and you talked about awareness raising, uh, which I think is an interesting word because in fact, awareness is very vague. You cannot be someone who's not aware of cancer. Cancer has existed since the beginning of time. It's not a new thing. It's part of being human, basically. And we, we all suffer from the threat of getting cancer. Even if we don't have it, we suffer from the threat of it. And, and that enough can scare people and impact our lives. So what is awareness raising? You know, I, I kind of feel like that's a euphemism for marketing, basically. It really, it really is. I mean, scary, yeah, right? I've... I am. I have always been, um, I guess, anti-awareness because we all know about cancer, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. The list goes on and on. 
people want, if they're going to donate their money, they want to make sure that it goes to actual research or as you would say, being innovative or having innovative products brought to the public that they can actually benefit from that came from the research. Now with you and your colleagues, when you went from this, uh, finding this DNA and then you ended up having this company, how much of that company pulled you away from actually doing, you know, I, I guess the lab work or the research? I mean, how much did that pull yeah. you away? It pulled me away. I, I wasn't doing the lab work. I hired people at that point to take, move it forward. And you, and, and that's what you do. You end up um, sourcing a laboratory, maybe hiring a few people. Sometimes you outsource entire studies. For example, if you were going to do some studies on animal models and, and that, that sort of thing, they would become outsourced, you know, endeavors, but they would all be going towards hitting milestones, product development milestones. Because if you can't show these that your, your potential therapy works in cells or works in an oncology model or even works in humans, right? Because ultimately you want to try it in humans. And the first clinical trial is a safety trial. You know, before you can even show that it works, you have to show that it's safe. Mm -hmm. um, but by the way, that's a few million dollars right there. Right. And where does one get that money, you know, uh, if... There are very few pools and, and that too, it, there are investors. I, I don't want to say that money isn't there. They're there. It's there. But oftentimes investors want to see that you've gotten it into humans. You've showed efficacy into humans before they're willing to part with their investment dollars. But between the time of discovery and all the way into uh, humans, you're talking tens of millions of dollars. Where does one find that? Um, and, and so that, that becomes basically the, the conundrum. So the, 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 the thing with biotech and these early stage treatments is that they're time intensive, they're cash intensive, and the, and the risk of failure is so high um, that it's, you know, just that alone can, can squash any great idea. And so I think what we need to do as a public is find a way, as one mentor said to me, we need to invest in failure because if we don't, we're never going to know what succeeds. And on the other end, there are people that need uh, treatments. I mean, there's no shortage of need for so many cancers. Um, so, you know, this is, um, this is, I guess, our mindset at Music Beats Cancer. We need to bridge the public who cares about advancing uh, cancer treatment with people who are actually working on solutions, whether it be new diagnostics, new treatments, new vaccines, new ways to monitor, new, new ways to communicate with doctors, whatever that new way is, we need to bridge the two, which has never been done before. So what is the goal right now? Or I should say, how does Music Beats Cancer work? Yeah, yeah, then that's a great question, which I, I didn't explain. So essentially our platform is, um, it's a crowdfunding platform, very much like a Kickstarter. You know what Kickstarter is? Oh, yeah. and, and do you know how, even why Kickstarter was started? Um, same problem, musicians, people making movies, people making widgets or whatever it might be, they couldn't raise from the classical sources. So they went to their crowds, right? And they, and they solicited their crowds and they said, guys, 
chip in your 20 bucks or 50 or whatever it might be and back this project. And Kickstarter has raised billions just in that fashion. And in, in fact, I'm sure you and I have seen movies that were kickstarted off okay. that platform, right? So we said, let's do the same thing. It's just our creatives will be scientists, innovators with great ideas, uh, uh, cancer solutions in hand. Um, so we took that concept, but we had a fundamental problem that say Kickstarter doesn't really have. And that is, we went to our public and our public said, what's biotech? Well, what are they doing? What's this you know, DNA treatment and you know, PCR test, whatever it might be. They, they just simply, we simply couldn't find a way to bridge uh, these sort of complex you know, situations with people. How do we just reach the regular person? Um, and get what we're doing out there into the into the popular culture. And that's where music came into play. And that's why we called ourselves Music Beats Cancer. We didn't decide that this is about biotech or this is about innovation. This is about music because music is going to get us into the places we need to go where we've never had conversations with just regular people about new ideas on the horizon. Well, um, I think... It's I think yeah, I mean, music is part of everybody's life and you're getting directly to the public with something like this so why is the music important for your movement yeah well what i found it was really interesting because i, and I just want to be sort of transparent i didn't mastermind this at all i'm i'm just a cancer researcher i don't have any contacts in the music industry in fact um this was this was like a big giant mountain for me to figure out how in the world I have spent my life in a lab and I just started learning all about commercialization of science. How am I going to get this to mass audiences and why would they ever believe me? And of course, when I started, um, first of all, there was a lot of pushback. People didn't know what biotech was. People didn't understand. People didn't believe the valley of death was even an issue. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Yeah, yeah it's, they, it's, it's funny, the, the pushback that, that one would get. You, you live it, and, and yet, for other people, they just don't see it as real because no one else is talking about it. Well, with cancer, we think that there's billions and billions of dollars always being donated, or maybe the government is writing a massive check to cancer research, and, of course, the public has no clue which charity, foundation, or research facility is actually getting the money what is this money doing? Where is it going? How is it being used? So when we think of cancer or cancer research, we think, well, they've got tons of money. What else do they actually need? Now yeah. go find the answer. And I think that, yeah. that's what's happening with the majority of the public today. Yeah, no, it's a disconnect. And, and you are right. There are billions of dollars going into cancer research. I would the end, the National Cancer Institute alone receives about five billion every year, right? right? Every year. And then that money gets dolled out to all our institutions, our research institutions. Um, and then some of it, some small portion, like less than 5% of it will go to innovation, to advance innovation. And those are through innovative grants, but but they're very hard to get. And there's and, and those in, uh, in and of themselves are flawed. And so we and this is why I started Music Beats Cancer because I knew we needed a way to 
um, fund innovation, but fund it in a way that wasn't investment dollars, that but it was donated dollars. I call it passion capital. But in our industry, we call it non-dilutive funds because those are the funds that, that innovators can work off of and try to advance what they're doing so that they can attract the bigger dollars downstream and, and keep their work going. And it's no, not dissimilar to, to a movie, say, you know, to one movie that was kickstarted or to an album. You have the fans backing it. And later on, they, you know, if, as, as these artists or movies advance, they can attract bigger, bigger dollars to really do a bigger job. So that's how I was viewing it. And, um, and as I mentioned, when I began, people said, um, oh, you need a celebrity and, you know, get, and of course, I, I, I don't know celebrities to do this with. But what happened was I eventually landed on independent artists and I realized, boy, there's no shortage of independent artists of every kind and walk of life and every age and every genre, every country. Um, they would be perfect. To, to be part of our movement. And, and note, we're a crowdfunding platform, which means we don't solicit the 1% wealthy. We, we just, we solicit the people, the crowd, the people that care. Um, and, and that's a big difference because charity was never designed to be for the masses. It was designed to be for the one percenters to park their money someplace and to get their tax deduction. So we sort of shifted this paradigm around charity, but then shifted it again around supporting innovation as an access to fighting the war on cancer. So Music Beats Cancer's main focus is innovation where, let's say, the National Institutes of Health is only spending 5% of the $5 billion for innovation, and you are completely focused on innovation only, correct? Exactly. Innovation only. So long as you've got uh, an innovator has something in hand that is advancing what we call an unmet need in treatment or in or, or just in, in, in treatment or screening or whatever it might be, um, we'll, we'll bring them on our platform and and help them, you know, gain visibility in the crowd and access donations. And with the artists, um, as you know, we're, we're, um, we conduct challenges basically, where the artists who raise the most will get something special. Maybe it's a meeting with a record label or a special performance. And in this case, we're currently, we launched a challenge on June 7th, which was National Cancer Survivors Day. And in this case, the artists, the three artists that raise the most will get um, their song heard on the radio. radio. Um, and it'll be an iHeart station, um, which is really cool. And once again, we felt, hey, if these artists are going to, you know, rally on our behalf, we should use our charity status to shine spotlights on them. Um, because wow. Wow. I love that. They, they are people. This was the gold for me when I realized um, with these independent artists, they are actually very authentic people. Um I, I was shocked to to know and to encounter so many artists who simply want to align their voice with something that means something to them, they care about. And almost every artist has been impacted by cancer, if not directly, then indirectly. But in general, these are just good people. Uh, and this and this meant something to me that that they were behind this. Um, and, and they become, as I, I look at it, they, they are our soldiers 
at the forefront of our cancer battle. So I love this because they're helping you, but in return, you're helping them, which I think is absolutely fantastic because I talk to so many music recording artists from the independent to those that are famous and have had done 30 albums. And, you know, music is what makes the world go around. But I do love the new upcoming independent artists because they're hungry. The music industry today is so much different than it was 20, 30 years ago. And, you know, and you're probably uh, hearing from a lot of those independents where they're focused on getting that music out through, you know, live streaming or streaming online because, you know, it's tough to get a song on the radio nowadays, much less trying to get a decent record contract. Yeah. And I'm learning that, you know, it's very funny because the path of the scientific innovator and the path of the independent artists are fraught with challenges and some of them are similar, right? It's all the agreement in the space and getting people to, to, just, to, to just notice them and be, and be spotlighted um, is, is so important to their success, to the collective success. Um, so I saw that there's a bit of a bridge, a bit of a, uh, I guess an interesting partnership in, in that way. And I saw that there was power in the masses. There was power in the people, power in the voice, right? Of not, not one voice, but the collective voice. Um, and then the money that we raised through the artists, we actually put it in a big fund. We call it the mega fund. And it's that mega fund that starts to match the crowd. So if the crowd is supporting a breast cancer project, it'll match that. Or if it's a pancreatic project, it'll match that. But we saw the artists as being agents sort of to amplify the voice of the crowd. And it it was really important to us in our crowdfunding platform that we don't direct the dollars. We don't have a committee that says, all right, everybody, all our money raised should go to this group or that group. It should be left to the people, frankly. Um, to make their decision on what's compelling for them. Well, let me ask you this, doctor. What are the immediate goals of Music Beats Cancer? Yeah, so immediately, um, of course, you know, we want to scale our our, um, organization. We want to bring on more artists, bring on more uh, innovators on our platform um, and, and find ways that we can keep talking about this. kind of like on your platform, but in other platforms as well, um, where this can resonate with people and get get the word out. This is a a big sort of priority for me in in the moment. Um, And and downstream, of course, we wanna be the go-to cancer charity. Um, We wanna be the new way that we fight cancer, not just as a country, but as a world. And I think um, what happened with COVID was, really um, fascinating because in fact, COVID actually lifted our organization up in a way because before COVID, it was hard to talk about biotech innovations. Um, Just wasn't interesting, wasn't on people's radar. We are in a world today where many people have heard of mRNA vaccines and they've heard of PCR tests. we have a lot of interest that that people want to know who, what are these innovators doing? What are they working on? Um, because there are innovators on our platform that then pivoted and started working on COVID. 
and vice versa. There are people that were working on COVID that will pivot and, and work on cancer. So I think there's a whole new interest in innovators. I think uh, Anthony Fauci and the Anthony Fauci's of this, wor of, these, of this world, like the disease experts, need to be in front of the people. They should be hearing directly from folks like Anthony Fauci, uh, because there's so many of them that are so passionate. And, and in the past, nobody had ever heard of Anthony Fauci. We had heard of him because he's in our world, but our worlds were not colliding with the public out there who still thought, you know, at least when I began, that we're looking for the cure, like where we like like one day we're just going to find it, and then it's going to be the end of cancer. But that's not that's just not the, the, the way it works. Right. Um, there's so many, yeah. There's many different types of cancer. Uh, you know, we're you know everybody everybody wants a cure for all of it, and I think sometimes the the perception is is that they lump all the different types of cancer into one big bucket, and so when they think of a cure. They don't realize that there's so many different types, you know, there, you know, with breast cancer, there's not just one, you know, and, you know, we're still looking, you know, we want to see a cure for things like pancreatic cancer. I mean, the survival rate is less than 1%. There's glioblastoma, uh, brain cancer. The survival rate's very low for that as well. And, you know, even with ovarian cancer, you know, they think a cure rate is if you can survive the first year, not realizing that the reoccurrence again for that disease is pretty high. And so mm -hmm. there's always constant research on these different levels. Now, how do cancer fighting entrepreneurs get involved with Music Beats Cancer as well as all of the musicians out there? How can they get involved? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to first address what you said a little bit about cancer, because I think it's fascinating. We, you're right. We have been operating off of, could we find a cure for all cancers, just one cure to, to, to treat everything? And yet cancer is hundreds of, of diseases, right? Um, but they all stem from the same thing, from your cell becoming immortal right. and then wreaking right. havoc. Um, I, I, I find this so fascinating because we've as, a, as scientists we moved away from all that and clinicians we we now see each cancer as one as a is its disease in its own right that needs to be treated and dealt with but i still wonder could there be a, the panacea could there be the cure and and what we've done unfortunately over the years is our goalposts have been so um you know not not very high, I guess is what I'm trying to say, meaning we've come out with new therapies and treatments, but they've extended life a few weeks, right. a couple of months, right. you know, that is not, that is so far from a cure. That's not even worth it. In fact, given all the money and the billions that are invested, well, and how much spend. there's research that focuses on angiogenesis there's research that focuses right. on improving apoptosis because you said something <laughs> that i've told a lot of my listeners and viewers about before a cancer cell is actually or becomes immortal it doesn't have yeah. a life cycle it's born but it doesn't die like a healthy cell which is why we see research in the areas of apoptosis to get the cell yeah. to die on its own and, yeah. and I can understand those two areas, angiogenesis and apoptosis, being areas in which would possibly have a blanket effect upon most cancers. But then again, 
the DNA, I guess, I guess that's the only way to explain it from my end is that with each cancer, they are different cancers. And like you said, there's hundreds of them. So are we going to have to come out with a hundred different type of therapies or is exactly. there a effect? Exactly. And I will say, uh, Dr. Bond, that there are people who believe that cancer is so complex um, we shouldn't have the audacity to try to figure it out. It is just so complex, genetic level, immunologically, um, physiologically, biologically, inherited. I mean, you can just, the whole thing is such a big, big, you know, I don't know, complexity puzzle that perhaps it's not even worth trying to figure it out. Maybe the best defense is preventing it. And yet as a country, we do, we do so little to put out screening tools, prevention tools, uh, however it might be. It's, it's no, no different than COVID really. I mean, we have a vaccine to prevent getting sick. Um, and actually virus, a virus is far easier than cancer, frankly, in terms of understanding it. Uh, but, 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 but a lot of people out there think, you know, what really need, if we're gonna have major impact, Prevention is the way to go because we all know that when you detect cancer early, your chances of survival are many, many fold higher, including you said ovarian cancer, which is deadly for most women. And it's deadly because it's, it's detected so late at about stage four when there really is no way to cure it. However, when, you're, when you detect it at stage one, uh, you have about a 90% cure rate. So... Uh, you know, and that's true for other cancers that are very scary, like pancreatic and 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 many others. Um, so, uh, with that being said, I welcome the innovators to come to this platform and help us, like help us figure out how to navigate this, so we, in fact, don't have a disease that's been in our bodies creating havoc um, and, and spreading. Um, because maybe you know there simply is nothing for us once we once disease has become metastatic. Right. Um, so that's that's the issue. Um, well, so but I, I also want to get yeah. So yeah. so in the end, how can the entrepreneur <clears throat> these entrepreneurs get involved with Music Beats Cancer as well as not only the independent music artists but maybe those that uh, have reached. Uh, fame and fortune due to the music industry, how can everyone get involved? Yeah, so the entrepreneurs uh, can get involved by, um, of course, reaching out to me, which is Mona at musicbeatscancer.org um, and, and check out our website, which is musicbeatscancer.org uh, and contact us through there, um, as well as the artists. And many of the artists who I uh, re find is through a, a portal called Reverb Nation, um, which is a huge, you know, a portal for independent artists. Um, so artists who wish to uh, get involved can also go to our website and contact us or can find that we have opportunities on Reverb Nation. Um, but in, in celebrity artists, so we'd love to have celebrity artists be a part of this. We are now um, working on in future um, shows, actual real events that will be coupled with bio, either biotech meetings or thought leadership panels. Um, you know, it, it was very important to me that if we actually do some physical events, um, that it wasn't just a musical concert. It was a concert that also had a context within it 
about innovation, about cancer, and about why, uh, and, and we talk about raising awareness, raising awareness around innovation as an access to fighting cancer. Yeah, and so, I think that, that's perfect. And not only that, Dr. Uh, Javari, I think a great idea, and maybe y'all have thought of this already, but getting all of those independent artists together to do an album in which people can buy and download it, which then goes to help Music Beats Cancer, help to improve the innovation and move innovation forward. That's that's the whole point of all of this. And uh, doctor, any, any last words you'd like to share with us? Um, well, I hope many of your listeners will, will get involved or at least check us out on musicbeatscancer.org and follow us. We're on all the social platforms. And um, I really do think and I hope that people will think differently, particularly now that we are we, we sort of went through this COVID era uh, that, in fact, um, we can beat disease and, 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 and innovation can be an equalizer uh, because it's not only beating the disease, but it's also we want innovation to help us give equal access to people that, in fact, as we noticed, there were lots of disparities in cancer, in COVID, but that is also true in cancer. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yes, it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, first of all, go to musicbeatscancer.org. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to get involved, again, musicbeatscancer.org. If you are a music recording artist, if you're an independent music recording artist, maybe you're, you've already maybe made it. Maybe you already have the Grammy sitting on your mantle. Still, I encourage everyone to get involved. Go to musicbeatscancer.org. Get in touch with them. Find out what you can do. And again, for all of you independent recording artists out there, remember, when you get onto this bandwagon, you're going to reap a benefit just as well. This is not just a one-way street. This is something that I absolutely love because everyone benefits. Music Beats Cancer will benefit. And for all of you independent artists, you will benefit as well. So, well, all I can say is, doctor, is that everyone should pick up the challenge. And again, go to musicbeatscancer.org. And Dr. Javari, I want to thank you so much for sharing us your vision and all that Music Beats Cancer is about and what it is going to do for all of mankind. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Dr. Bunn. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness as well as LCW Music Edition. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds and rate the show on iTunes. I want to thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. So just look up Dr. Bond's Life-Changing Wellness or LCW Music Edition on any streaming service. And you can learn more about me at drwardbond.com. Again, thank you for watching and thank you for listening to Life-Changing Wellness as well as the LCW Music Edition. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.